Good morning, Chris. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Roland. Season 5, Episode 10 of the Decoded Podcast. Um, are you food hung over this morning? I am. <laughs> yeah, I am. So I, crawl. I made my way to Newmarket last night, mm-hmm. and Chris and I uh, had some good eats, some good conversations. Um, dude, I, I never got video of my ice cream. Mm. The video was not, I guess... I don't know what happened to the video. I mean, I have got some footage, but it's good for like a whole 20 second video. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Not even. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be one of those quick ones. That song that you told me, the, the music that you're talking about for your Instagram post, I think I want to use it. Yeah. Does it have a name? Uh, Sale by AWOL Nation. Okay. So I think I'll use that for the quick new market. It's good. Food extravaganza. Yep. It's good. Lots of of people talking on Twitter about uh, the number of episodes they've done on their podcast. I don't even know what episode we're at, but Maddie was asking. I was talking. Maddie, funny. Yeah, well, we were. We were. It. It came up. It came up this morning. She. um, How did it come up? Oh, she asked this morning. um, So when do you and I? kind of think about the uh topics that we're going to talk about and um you know i don't think any podcast should have a topic no i'm totally joking i'm totally joking with that uh excuse me um and it's i said we don't we don't (laughs) i I've, i've there was i think i started down the path of some big answer and then i just kind of reduced it down to we don't we we actually don't ever really decide until we're I said I said we don't collaboratively design I said typically each of us has something that we're sort of extending on or riffing on that we want to talk about but we don't typically come in with a with a you know where we've said yeah hey let's talk about this this week um and then somehow it, it did we got to the we got to something something about the episodes so I, on average, we do about 40 a year, about 40. So we'll be up to, we'll be at our 200th likely by the end of the season. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the guesstimate. That's the, that's the, the soft guesstimate of what we've been doing. Should we, should we have been paying attention to our 50th episode, to our 100th episode, to our 150th episode? Should we have been doing that? Well, you know, let's, I think this is, I I think this is a really, I I love this. I would love, I don't know, you know, um, so here's, here's, you know, here's the noticing. Like I noticed it with, um, so right now, one of our compatriots, our teams that does podcasts, is it, uh, is it formerly the Staff Room? Staff Room Podcast? Is that what Chan Pavs? Formally, I think think they have a new name now. And then they're shifting over to, they're shifting over to, I think, I think. Like they're naming it, they're kind of going by their names on it. Chan Chan Pav Show, I think something. Chan Pav Podcast, and it was them. That's what we were noticing. You know, the hundred, the hundredth episode. Um, I think hundredth episode. Episode. Oh, there. <laughs> Look at you See, now. Totally tripped on that, eh? Episode, bro. Episode. Yeah, my phonemes. My phonemes are not working. My my consonant blends betrayed me for betrayed. 
let me take a sip i'll get back to that thought just pause that one for me oh good bro we don't need like this is this is the thing about our podcast you need a break take a break okay i got it i got it i'm good okay so it was it was their post-ups that uh got me thinking about that and you and i have had fun with that i I can't remember what the number was we were celebrating our 167th or you know our 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 95th i forget what it was so we've we've kind of poked at this in the past but it is a thing and our uh people do it and they do um sort of imprint significance on it um and i guess in the spirit of birthdays hey let's go there that's the access point you know me turning 50 this year and we've we've had some conversation about that and sort of my take on the fact that it was like in one second that i turned 50 right so whatever that i don't even know what time i was born but that the the minute before i wasn't 50 and then that minute i turned 50 and then the next minute i'm no longer 50 so it's a real kind of passing moment um but the significance of 100 in the podcast world or the significance of 200 or the significance of hey welcome to season five right like that whole it's chids and cluff like it um i don't know i don't think i don't ascribe to it i like to i like to play with it i would be curious i would be curious i'd put it out there you know into the the pod universe for individuals that do that what's what was the motivation like what is the what is the the motivation and the motivation can be satisfying the the fans it could be um it's just what you do isn't it just what you do could be a marketing thing right and we you can watch even just now you tweeted out hey come on and join join the pod it's a it is a way to uh change the way we talk about education so it's um it's there's there's something to that right and there is there's pressure there's pressure that you and i kind of stepped away from i think when we were going a little bit harder on our individual uh side hustles um even talking to madeline this morning the the yeah we don't really have a topic ahead of time we just we'll sit and we'll connect you know dad kind of dude and and teacher as best we can or whatever's kind of lit us up from that week and you know people can join i saw you you marketed it you branded it you posted out to twitter so other people could jump on the podcast um and i understand that celebration there's a fine line between celebration and maybe you don't do three lines but i was going to say there's a fi- there's a single fine line the venn diagram of celebration uh branding and marketing is is a heady mix i think if you are looking to build clout right like you want to connect with people but not just connecting the people if you are looking to uh create conversation like if you're looking to have impact then you need to have something like a celebration around your 100th episode i think it comes along in the in the marketer's toolkit right uh restaurants do it the birthdays like it's it's ingrained in us to sort of identify a significant day and celebrate it and for some people that's an important way to move through through the world and it's it's important to individuals as they look at their own identity and then there's also it's also important to individuals as they look at other people's identity and this came up this past week with my birthday that individuals coming up to me and saying oh 
I didn't know it was your birthday. And they were, they were visibly bothered by that, that the, the fact that they didn't know there's the, and there's irony in it too. The fact that they didn't know they took it kind of personally because they were forced to make a choice after the fact, do I go in this, you know, they were, they almost felt like they were in a, a bind. Like, do I go up to him and say happy birthday after the fact? And just, you know what I mean? Like, how do you do that after the fact is, does he think that I didn't say happy birthday to him? You know what I mean? It's that kind of, um, that kind of thought trap that, um, I was, I was having those moments with, with people this week. And to be honest, anybody that noticed, I, I said to you, you know, I, I mentioned to you my thoughts around the, you, you mentioning it and celebrating it because you're in a different circle than let's say someone that's just reading posts on Twitter or whatever. Like I'm not, I, I didn't put out tweets that it's my birthday. I didn't put out instas that, uh, that my year is changing this week. Um, there were some people that just knew. And then I think some people that told other people that they knew and they sort of got it in on the day. And then there was people that came in afterwards that found out and they seemed a little bit upset with me. Um, but if we take it back to that, the hundredth episode, I'm imagining that that episode that it's not just it's not just a uh it's not something trite necessarily to sort of say it's a hundredth episode there is something important uh, uh obviously champ have you know kudos like you you dropped a hundred epis that's great and it looks like from the community that you've built they're happy with the hundred and they're looking forward to 101 on right so there's people that are on board but there is something fascinating about picking that number um and it doesn't, I don't mean, sorry, it's fascinating about picking a number just in general. Um, I do think that's something like, there's there's something about the 10s. You don't really hear it about 10. You know, sometimes 20, 10 and 20s you do for weddings, right? You do for marriages. Like those are, you're sort of counting those ones. Those ones are like, they kind of, they have similar power to like saying 30 and 40, 50 years. Uh, people are aware like, well, you've been married for 50 years. That's a thing. Um, what I kind of, where I'm kind of going with it is, and I've, I've really wrestled with this, with this pod. It, this is something that pops up a lot for me. So there, okay. So our pod is not indexed in a way that would make it easy to sort of track our conversations. Like you had to be here and we do that. You know, you can be in the room as we're having it to go back and say like, there's every once in a while you or I. And I think it might be me more often. I'm like, oh, yeah, remember? Remember when we talked about something like this in a past pod, like anchoring it back? I think that's in our pod, that's it's something that I kind of throw in a little bit often. And then I, when I do that, I have this moment of like, I should go back and listen to that episode. And then the voice immediately says, you're not going to go back and listen to that episode. You're not going to do it. You've extracted exactly what you needed to it. And I go back to Jen Apgar. Um, Jen, peace. Hope you're doing well. Cheers. Just saying hello out there. So Jen Apgar, uh, when I talked to her on Chasing Squirrels, um, it was supposed to be a one-episode conversation, but basically Jen started flipping the script and asking me questions. I'm like, okay, so we're going to have to re-meet for the follow-up here because you didn't, you didn't share shit. Like, you didn't say anything. And so I was like, we got to talk. We got to talk after this. So um, it ended up Jen asking questions about 
podcasting as reflective practice. And it was, it was cool because I realized that in that my, the value, the gold is in having the conversation, being there when the conversation actually occurs. Like that's what I need. Um, and that gets embedded or becomes sticky in my practice moving forward. So it's almost as if um, one of us said, I don't know, it's sort of like it's active reflective practice in real time. And I think you could just translate that into being present. <laughs> like really, if you're able to reflect and think in real time and then act in real time, then that just means you're there in the room ready to go, right? And you're, you're doing stuff and letting cause and effect happen and then dealing with cause and effect and growing from cause and effect. Like it's just, you're there, right? Um, so what, I, what I've done frequently with with our own pod is I I I wonder about the I wonder about the value of going back and re-listening um I wonder about how do you set benchmarks as one episode more important than the other I think about the fluidity of our conversations like over five seasons like we are, we're using common tongue to identify what we're doing like saying we have a season, we have an episode number, but that's about as clear as our indices are. That's about it. Everything else is just like, hey, happy to have you. Let's keep talking. And it was just, it was funny to talk to Madeline this morning because when I had mentioned the free form structure, it was a little bit confusing. But at the same time, I think it made it seem a lot more natural. Like it's just, a, it's a conversation and it's become... um We've done the work and continue to do the work to assess whether or not we can have this conversation on Saturdays. Because uh, one of the things I mentioned to her, I said, yeah, both and I, you, you and I, I'll speak for you. You can counter, but I think we came to this agreement that the grind of doing the, the post-editing, the chasing the person to talk, that we, we walked away from some of that. Because at the heart of it is we wanted professional, personal conversation. Like that was just kind of like our need. Like that was that was the jam of it. So I'll just wrap this up with saying, noticing that other people do want, um, they want significance for a hundredth episode. If we were to do that, I would really need to know the why behind, I would have to be good with the why behind it. I don't think I could ever say, like when we hit 200, how when we hit 500, um, I don't, think I would clearly be able to say what the significance of that was because I would know that significant things happened in each one of those conversations. It becomes like picking your kids, right? Like none of them are more significant than the other. What is significant, I guess, is that is the work that it takes to have continued reflective practice. And that in itself is the value system. Yeah, I'm okay. done. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take a sip. That I sip literally... worked, eh? After I choked, and I was like, "That—that—that that, that was it." That After I me. choked, I want to say that um, the bottom line for me is that this has become a positive practice mm. in my life. That it's more than decoded podcast is more than a podcast, and that's kind of been our tagline the whole time. It's more than a podcast. <laughs> you've, you've, you've marketed. You've marketed well, that well. Um, you know what the funny thing is, though, is I'm I'm betting I'm betting that 
if into the, if so depending on how that kind of flows through different people's minds they're like oh more than a podcast well it's chids and clubs so more than podcast cool they're doing more edu stuff like i don't know if it reads as it's life it's it's podcast as as lived experience do you know what i mean it's um, more I, than you and i sitting here every saturday morning talking about being dads and mm -hmm. teachers it's about like you know so I went to your I went to your neck of the woods yesterday. So we could go out and have some. We could connect. We could get some good food. We could just hang out as buddies. And it always freaks me out when I come to your house. It's only the second time, but when you say to me, "Yeah, the family's going to come out and say hello," and I'm thinking, it just that seems it's very kind of them, but it seems kind of like a formality that it's just that part of it's weird to me. But it but that shows me that. If your family knows who I am and my family knows who you are, it's more than just a podcast. Like we're friends now, you know, we're buddies, whether we like it or not. And hmm. uh, I like that. I like that. And I like what we've, what we do here on Saturday mornings, because this is the debrief of the week. It's also a preparation for the coming week. It's also like a place where we can just put stuff down, leave it or pick things up and run with it. Like it's, you and I both have done the podcasting thing where we've done the chasing people to be on, to talk to us about the, the particular topic that we've chosen or the theme of our, our personal podcasts. We've done that. We've done the editing. We've done this. We've done that. Like, it's not like we woke up one morning and just decided to do this free form. The free form has come from our experience of doing the typical podcast and I think you and I just got over that pretty quick in terms of like, okay, this, well, for me, it wasn't feeding me the right way anymore. So I let mine go. And I remember saying to you, I, I can't do my show anymore. The podcast I was doing, but I still want a podcast mm -hmm. do you want a podcast with me. Do you want to start something with me where we do this thing? And you were like, yeah, let's give it a go. And next thing you know, we're five, five seasons in. We're five years into doing this, really. Five school years, right? So mm -hmm. I felt the need to continue to practice in this way. I just didn't want to do it in a formal way that wasn't working for me anymore. And working for my family. It wasn't working. This works because you and I, you know, we're like, okay, Saturday mornings and you know it doesn't and here's the other thing about it too like things get in the way right like my son might have hockey I know sometimes on Saturday mornings you've got to get things done and so we have limited time but we we just squeeze it in we go and when we can't do it, we don't do it so it's almost like we're breaking a lot of the rules a lot a lot of the traditional what people may perceive as the way to podcast we don't do it that way we once did and you may still continue, but we just do it our way. And, and yeah, good for people who want to celebrate particular episodes as they're growing their brand or sharing their knowledge and experience. Like that's, I, I, I'm not throwing shade at that, which, no. but I do, I do enjoy the numbers. Like why is 100 so significant? Even at school, the 100th day of school, 
I was thinking about that. That's yeah, that popped up. That stuff's killing me, bro. Like what when is, I go so back what to is the it? classroom, I'm celebrating the 72nd day of the school year. <laughs> what, what is so you know, often often there's some there's it's <laughs> <laughs> there's often um a, a, a hyper technical reason that a number like that would be picked, right? Like there's nothing arbitrary in that. The hundredth day, um you know, there's a whole lot of numbers that guide actions in in EDU. Um, so from your experience, what's the significance of the 100 day? From what your understanding of the 100th day, what is the community significance, the personal significance, and the actual technical significance? So go far out to the community. What's the significance Dude, to the community that you celebrate the 100? It's a it's a great benchmark for young children as they're learning mathematics. <laughs> That's the bottom line. It's a I don't know the curriculum, so I apologize, everybody. Are you gonna be okay, Clough? Oh, the coffee. <coughs> oh, and now he mutes himself. That's pro level. I'm worried that that big bomb sandwich is coming up. Ooh. I still have I still have a third of it in the fridge. I never got to it for breakfast yet, so it's. So it's waiting for you. Chris. I can hear it calling my name. Bombawitch, baby. Bomba Drop into Bombawitch in Newmarket. Get the big bomb. It's delicious. Guaranteed you'll simultaneously regret it and not, not regret it. It's very confusing. So my understanding of the 100th day that's practiced in kindergarten in grade one, maybe teachers do it in grade two. I don't know. I've never done it in grade three or two, but it's... The significance is the benchmark of 100, the number 100, how you get there, um, the different things you do with it. That's my understanding at a like a curriculum school level. So the now, basis of it is math curriculum? Yes. No. Yes. Really? That's, that's it the thing. It better be. I'm going to put my principal hat on. It and all be. the ways, what is it? And all the ways you can get to 100? I is think that, like, is that... it's celebrating the the, the benchmark. But then it's, yeah, how do you make 100? Well, I, I you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm pretty good with that, you know, literacy, numeracy stuff. And I recognize 100 as a number. I got that. I would have never connected it actually to mathematics. I thought that there was a technical reason as in after 100 days, in the system something kind of happens and then teachers kind of say okay like some reports are due that day or there's a literacy test that day i never thought it was just a pure celebrate i did sorry i did not know that it was a pure celebration of the number 100 and this all is, the ways to get there this is my understanding having you know here this is where i'm going to flex right like 20 years in elementary school i've seen it every year and so this is my this is, I've never actually said to a kindergarten teacher, a grade one teacher, why are you celebrating the 100th day of school? I've never done that. So please, you know, for all the fans out there, please don't come at me too hard. Um, but um, anyway, that's my understanding. I could be very wrong, but that's my understanding. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm going to, when I go back to the classroom, the 72nd day of the school year, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm on it. And uh, I'm going to find the curriculum so that I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not cheating anybody out of anything. Uh, that's what I'm going to do.
Dude, I, can I just tell you we've got some clout. I connected with Che and Pav. I'm not sure who's I'm not sure who's on the handle right now. Che or Pav. Um, they may, they may have an administrative assistant after the 100 because that's what we've often talked about. That we've we haven't we've we've we I haven't actually well I haven't told you about our new our new uh, product that I've been thinking about. Can okay? Can you hold on a second about the product? Okay, can you do that? For sure. I poked fun at Ramona on Twitter. Okay. I tweeted about that you and I are live and mm -hmm. that if, you know, Ramona's cooking turkey. So if anybody's free, come on over and check us out. Well, we just will not let go of that. We will not let go of that. How can we? It's gold. We so Ramona has jumped in, wished us a good morning. Good morning, Ramona. No turkeys today except her husband, which I find amusing. <laughs> oh, Mr. Maharg. She's putting Mr. up Maharg. the tree and listening in. Hey. That's what, good. What, this is jingle jangle. <laughs> I wish that I had my beard accoutrements at this time. And what better way to put up the tree and have decoded podcast on live? That is true. I can't think of a couple ways, but I would say right now. Yeah. <laughs> now Ramona's considering a break from her podcast. She enjoys the conversations, mm -hmm. but all the other stuff is a bit onerous and not enjoyable. She likes decoded because that other stuff is out of the equation. Ramona. Just take it out of your equation, Ramona. Just take it. it out. Do a couple yep. of episodes, Ramona, where the nonsense that is bothering you is just eliminated. Try yep. it. Are you worried, Ramona, that people are just going to stop listening if you don't have all the, the stuff wrapped around your podcast? I'd like to hear from you because I think, I don't think people are going to miss it. I really don't. I mean, the newbies who are looking up to you might be like, who's this Ramona? She's lost connection with her professional podcasting skills. But aside from them, mm -hmm. I don't think it's an issue. And then the last message from Ramona, because she's, oh, she just dropped one. Why are, the, why are the decade birthdays bigger? 40, 50. You know what it is? So I think in some ways it's because we envision like rungs on a ladder as opposed to the space between the rungs, right? It's, I was just, um, last night, dude, when I was relating to my, that experience of talking with a staff member mm -hmm. and uh, a staff member was relating um, some of their mental wellness journey and our conversation, they were, they have these sort of large set pieces in, in their life that uh, have, have sort of created anxiety and a little bit of trauma it's amazing the conversations you can get to like when you're sort of passing in the halls and just you know spending a moment with each other at school it's amazing the humans you find at school but um the I, our conversation kind of came to um being present see birthday christmas reference is the gift see that's slightly problematic because if you're paying attention to the stuff between the rungs and not really expecting the safety of arriving at a benchmark, then that's a, that's a different feel. But I don't know if we kind of exist that way. And of course, it's marketing and branding and all that kind of stuff, too. That's somehow making it to a 10-year. Because really, hey, if we're doing 100, there's different ways to get to 100. You can get to that in single days, or you can just celebrate the fact that you've arrived at it. So, um, you know cycling back to cycling back to uh Che and Pav show 
I can see from the community, there's chatter about favorite episodes. I always think about, you know, the through line. And I wonder if they do this. As I look back on their 100 shows, what's it like to relive the evolution of the show? And you don't know that from the outside listening to it. Now, some may, well, no, I probably, you know, maybe Che and Pav are kind of in a similar space that you and I are in. Um, one, because it's, it's, it's like duo, duo cat, duo casting, duo tubers. Uh, that doesn't sound as good. Du I don't even like duber. Duber. <laughs> We're dubers. <laughs> Dube casters. There we go. Dube casters. Dube casters. That works okay. Dube casters, I think, are in a different position than single podcasters right so just to have and we're not talking where you have guests it's where you actually have someone that actively is uh invigorating the conversation right you have rapport you have bounce back and forth you, you get interrupted you don't get to sort of stay on point and you have to work to get back to point and sometimes that rigor in conversations is awesome but i, I you know you and i i think like chan pav uh, i think that there are elements of Che and Pav's life, like ours, that plays out around the podcast. Like you sort of get to know the two of them in a way that's not just bound to the podcast. And I think that makes for a more, I think that makes for a more fascinating podcast. Um, and I wonder about from their point, from one pair of uh, dube casters to another, I'm curious about, you know, their conversations in so much as when they look at the broad, big picture, 10,000 feet of the sort of like the, the, the story arc across seasons i don't even know if they do seasons are they just doing episode numbers i don't know i just i don't know if they're doing seasons um i'm also curious about the why of of the change in the name and i i maybe i could go back and i could sort of i could dig that out of their their uh their um, the mentions in that um but they've definitely leveled up the significance of 100 which is 10 groups of 10 um <laughs> what's the you know the decision to rebrand uh the re the decision to pivot to market it as a pivot to market here's here's the thing that i'll say why market it as a pivot and okay so when you market as a pivot what's the what will be the big change that follows like what will be the cuz i'll take the pivot at 100, let's say, as something was learned, something was thought out, some things were working, something wasn't working, right? Coca-Cola did this. They looked at the recipe, not throwing any shade, but I mean, that's what happens, right? You know, Coca-Cola goes, I think we need to go come up with, uh, we need to come up with a, a, a like a kind of reinvigorated version of Coca-Cola. What should we call it? Let's call it New Coke. That sounds good. Let's do New Coke. And then they found out that new Coke, eh, I don't think it stuck. So they went back to, you know, the original Coke. So I'm just, I'm curious about the pivot here. I'm, I'm curious about what, what fed into the pivot. I like the mathematics. I like that. I now know, I now know, I didn't know what I didn't know, but I like the idea that 100 is a numeracy, a numeracy, um, kind of like it's a benchmark. Yeah, benchmark. It's a yeah. post. I like that. And um, one way to, deal with it is to celebrate it and there's all kinds of like teachers would do all kinds of things with a hundred i asked my here's okay so can i end on one thing 
Yeah. I'll end on one thing because I, I want to give you back the mic for sure. Um, I've asked my own children, what's the significance of the day 100? I don't know. So they've, they've said, I don't know. I don't know. We do it. They accept it as it's something that's done. So we do it. That that's yeah. another thing too. It's something that they it happens in elementary school. Like it's these things grow, bro. Like they start somewhere and then people just do them. I wonder um, the, who the first who is where did that start? Where did the hundred day come on, come on, decoded shack out backers? Help us out here. How did the one hundred day thing start? Does anybody some, know? Some who did amazing that? primary school teacher started mm -hmm. it it's got to be it's always it always starts in primary or kindergarten mm -hmm. um, last i just want to tell ramona ramona you oh. need to put the the i back in i podcast so you can you put the i back in i podcast and you can do whatever you want with your cast next ramona says she's not sure anyone's listening that's bs ramona yeah, that's bs she's gone meta on us because all we all we I edit less and I just want the convo. Stop mm -hmm. editing, Ramona. Stop. This is your intervention. No it more is. editing. Yeah. Ramona, can you see how your editing actions are affecting your 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 these two dupe casters? Can you see? She needs an intervention. Well, I think that's what we're working on. She's gotta stop cooking those turkeys. It's a pottervention. A pottervention. Listen to this. Ramona, do you do cookies? I'm going to be baking today cookies called Santa's Trash Cookies. I am I am proud of myself. Let me tell you why. <laughs> I have a real issue with cookie exchanges in schools. Chris, have you ever heard my rant about cookie exchanges? I'm about to. Awesome. Many years ago, <laughs> as a young educator, I learned at Christmas time that the staff that I at the school I was going to work at or was working at was doing a cookie exchange. So you put your name on a list and then after, at the deadline, you see how many people, oh, Ramon is saying set up the pod or vention. Of course I do cookies. I'm not a monster. <laughs> right on. Okay. So there's a list and then you see how many people are on the list and you decide how many cookies need to be made by each person for the exchange. Simple, right? So I like go wild and I make this beautiful um, double chocolate chip peppermint sandwich cookie. Okay. Like we're talking, we're talking, um, what are those? A, pep a peppermint patty squeezed in between two double chocolate chip cookies and like they come out warm and you sandwich it and you twist so that like it it melts the patty and it all just glues together okay so i make like a hundred of these go to the exchange and some of the cookies are getting back i'm getting back are not how i would define a cookie mm. they're friggin coconut balls or whatever balls underwhelming 100%. So from that mm -hmm. day forward, that's it. Like I lose it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm totally set off. And then every year after that, when somebody says to me, Hey, we're doing a cookie exchange. I'm like, what are the rules? And they're like, what rules? I'm like, what, how do you define, how do you define what a cookie is? Is Joe Blow going to go and make a hundred dollar cookie and you're going to go roll 
some flour and coconut and throw it in the oven for 10 minutes? No. That we, what are the rules? There are no rules. Then I'm not participating. Okay. Taking so then your cookies and going home. I end up at another school where this comes up and people there are, are very serious about, well, Roland says we have to have rules, so let's make rules. So we make rules, the size of these cookies, what a cookie really is, yada, yada, yada. So <laughs> it's an after, inquiry, a full inquiry process into uh, into what a cookie is and isn't. So then after that, I, I pull the shoot, I'm out, I'm done. I'm not doing any more cookie exchanges, okay? And every time it comes up in a staff room, I go off and people are like, ah, oh, Chids is messed. And I'm like, yeah, I am messed. And I'm not participating in your cookie challenge unless we've got rules about what constitutes a cookie. So, because I could go home and make 10,000 coconut balls. Easy. I could do it like in half an hour with my two sons helping me. And then... I can reap the benefits of participating because somebody's going to make some killer monster chocolate chunk Christmas sprinkle cookies and I'm going to be living large. But I got away with murder and I shirked my responsibility in the cookie exchange. So we come to present day. My wife says to me, because I'm not at it, I'm at many schools, right? My wife says to me, okay, my, my staff's doing a cookie exchange. Um, do you want to participate? And I had a moment, I had a moment, I had to stop. And I, I said to myself, do you want to fight with your wife about the rules of the cookie exchange? Or do you just want to say yes and just make the cookies and whatever comes your way, comes your way. That's what I did. I said, yes, put me down. She says, okay. I said, how many cookies do I have to make? She's like, we don't know yet. Do I have to tell you what kind of cookie? Not yet. Okay. The other day she says to me, we need to know. I get a text like in the middle of the day. She's like, I need to know now what cookie are you going to make? And I'm like, Santa, Santa's trash cookies. So it's a, it's a chocolate chip cookie um, with um, Christmas sprinkles in it and pieces of pretzel and potato chips. That's the cookie. Um, I'm not pushing back on anybody. I am... I am going to enjoy the cookie making process um, and whatever whatever comes to the house that day with the cookie exchange, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fight. I'm not asking for rules. I'm not asking for expectations. I'm just going to make the cookies. So today is test day. I'm going to test it out. I'm going to see if I can uh, figure out how to do this without losing my mind. And that's the cookie exchange story. Now, Ramona says 10,000 coconut balls. That's a lot of balls, 100%, but they could be made instantly. And I will pick a fight with any of my colleagues that dare tell me that a coconut ball is equivalent to a regular shaped cookie with items in that cookie. I will scrap it out. Teachers on Fires here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Mm, fresh cookies. Dude, if you weren't out west, I could hook you up with some cookies. I feel like this is creeping up on a west side story narrative between you and other other uh, teachers. Some teachers set me off every year. They do it on purpose because they know the rant that's going to happen. And they know that there's no stopping it. It's I like think... you want to start trouble with chids? <laughs> go into his classroom and ask him about a cookie exchange. 
and he mm. goes off. What about squares? There we go. See, there's always someone. There's always someone, Ramona. Here's the thing, Ramona. Are you ready? You better be listening. <laughs> Coconut ball, square, cookie. I don't give a boop. But we need to come to an agreement because That's it's true. not fair that I'm going to make a coconut ball and you're going to spend hours making these beautiful squares. It's not fair. Somebody get Trevor McKenzie on the on the line here. I think we need to sort of broaden out this this inquiry a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, we're going to dive into cookie inquiry. Trevor, Something, if you're out there, we need some help. One of our listeners, do one of those, uh, what are they called, Chris, where you draw while somebody talks? Sketch um, note. Somebody do a sketch note on this cookie exchange thing. Please, I'm begging you. Somebody. So well, who's with me? That doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. The sketch note doesn't actually work because all they'll have is our content. I think what we actually need is like a um uh like we need a process chart if then something more boolean actually in nature. Right? Yes, no, if then someone's got to get out the um flowchart tools so that cuz flowchart tools are very specific like a circle means something, a triangle means something. So I think the sketch noting is just a count of kind of like what's there. And in this case, the who's with me like there's lots of people, kids. There's lots of people. Everyone, they're feeling this, like getting Dude. underwhelmed by other people's sort of performance. We're not going to raise, and we will not lower the bar on our expectations for cookie exchange. I'm with you. I'm with you. But I will say, this ain't a sketch note. I ain't convincing anymore. Everyone does sketch noting. Okay. What we okay. need to, we need to go back to old school flow charting, systems thinking, coding, and then also do the if then. If it's, and we start with, if this is a cookie exchange, then make it super technical. I'm sure everyone will read it. Everyone's going to want to listen to you now. Oh, okay. I'm jumping back in because I want to yep. dig a little deeper. But first, I'm going to honor Ramona's comment here. She says she's gotten some sad excuses for cookies and exchanges. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm messing with you, but I make a labor-intensive cinnamon swirl yep. cookie that is absolutely level four and would meet Good. the Chidiac expectations. 100% Ramona. I'm this. What you've just defined here, a cinnamon swirl cookie. 100% that belongs in a cookie exchange. It's different. You're putting some time and energy into it. You're not just rolling something in coconut and making 10,000 of them, right? Like mm -hmm. it's labor intensive. It's going to taste delicious. People are going to be happy when they receive a cinnamon swirl cookie. But mm -hmm. nobody's happy when they get those friggin' balls because everybody's thinking the same thing. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Now, we could get into equity. And, we and you get like 20 of them. You get like one good cookie. And just a disproportionate number of those, whatever rolled in kind of like treats, because like you can you can make a million. So the disproportionate ratio is important too, because then you're like, why do it, why is this taking up so much space? I could have got another Snickerdoodle. I could have got one of the trash cookies in there, but in my bag, I get fifty coconut balls. I'm setting that bag. I'm putting that bag in front of someone's classroom door. And setting it on setting it on fire and running away. <laughs> Not joking, but it, I got you. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm watching down the hall to see if the teacher pokes her head like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" And then like, ah, oh, coconut ball all over my shoe. And I'm he 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 back in my classroom. The person who makes the coconut balls comes to me and says, "Listen, Roland, I'm pressed for time. My life at home is difficult. Like, okay, yes. uh, you know, okay." 
but I've seen co- those coconut balls be made by people who are privileged. I'm 100% serious. Privileged people making that upsets me. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's dig a little bit deeper. There's, there's several different types of people that participate in these experiences. The one of them is the who cares what I make. I'm participating and I'm mm-hmm. I'm getting my You're happy I'm here, aren't you? You're happy I'm, I'm here. Here, yeah, here yeah. are the coconut balls and I'm they're open about it. They're like, I make coconut balls, sucka, hand over <laughs> all the hand over all the good cookies, and you can have these two minute made coconut yeah. balls. There's those people. Then there's I love these people. The sneak in, the sneak in that the announcements made at lunchtime today. Everybody come to room two oh two. We're gonna do our cookie exchange. There will be desks, and on the desk will be a teacher's name. Please put your cookie submissions on each person's desk. Well, while everybody's in there having a gay old time and smelling the cookies and drinking hot chocolate, in comes the coconut ball sneak who, like, they see their table. They see all this stuff on their table. They walk over, and they just casually – they it's just like kind of – It's like this. You just see this with the tray of cookies. Yeah. They, yeah. They just dump it into their bag or they grab the box on their desk and and everybody's having a good time. And then they go around, they they just just lightly drop, drop, drop. They they drop their coconut balls, they grab their box full of cinnamon swirl and double chocolate peppermint patty sandwich cookies yeah, yeah, yeah. and take off. Sorry, gotta go, gotta make a teacher call. Da, 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 da. Oh, how about Ramona. can I wait? I wanna can I blow this up just a little bit? Not go yet. Yeah, do it, do it. Ramona says she brings the rejects to school and lets the kids eat them. Secrets revealed. That's I like good. that. That's, no, that's a good kindness. One. That is kindness. And then you ever get the clearly bought <gasps> these from Ramona the got to it yes. first. So that's well, I was gonna say okay. in the rules. So that so here was my question. And thank you, Ramona. That's that's exactly where I was gonna go next. So what about the the so you know, I like how we're making it about the cookie, and not the person. I think we're are we are we are we making it too much about the person? Are we? Sw- I'm just listen. I, sometimes I'm going to go down that road. Sometimes okay, so the, it is about the person. So the cookie is the person. Okay, let's exist, exist in that sort of like existential inequitable kind of moment. So I was wondering, what about the person that it has the oh damn moment in the morning as they're driving to work? <laughs> and they're passing by the Costco and they know that they can pick up like a box of, you know, a Costco size 300 shortbreads that have decorative, you know, prefab decorative, uh, you know, Christmas stockings on them and a candy tree and those little, you know, those pretty, pretty impressive, those little kind of like uh, silver ball candies and none of that shit's falling off the cookie. Like they're perfectly preserved inside that gassed chamber of a plastic clamshell. And then they roll in. Wait, there's there's a second layer to this. So they roll in. Actually, I think this is the you're pretty happy I'm here person. It's just a it's version 2.0. They come in, they sort of they roll in while everyone else is putting the cookies, and they actually just put the whole clamshell box on the table rocking the Costco box altogether. So it's there's shameless, shameless. They're just putting that on the table and they know that people are going to argue like you, people are going to say, you didn't make those cookies. But they also know that person saying, you didn't make those cookies as they're like, ah, you didn't make these cookies because Costco makes pretty tasty things. 
So what about that? How does that factor into it? The clamshell, the clamshell cowboy. They sort of like their cow person. <laughs> the, the Costco clamshell cookie cow person. Okay, they're, there's there's always like that person. There there's is. Always... And I and I hate and love that person. For here's the other reason because then I think to myself, I'm fully appreciative of the effort that I've made to make my trash cookies. But then I think to myself, why didn't I do that? Look at how happy everybody is. Why didn't I do that? Maybe I should just do that next year. And then I look at the group. I'm like, I'm telling you now I'm doing this next year. Like you just sort of almost address the group and you walk out with your bag of cookies, right? How does that person play into your, your so mindset? So I, I might actually re-listen to this episode because I want to write down all the names of the different characters that participate in the teacher cookie exchange. What you just said, the clamshell cow person. Cookie. It was the it was the Costco. The Costco clamshell cookie cow person. Okay. I might have switched the words around, but I think I hit the four C's just right. There's always the person that calls everybody else out. They just stand back and they watch. They catch, they catch mm. coconut ball. The accountant. That's the accountant. <laughs> the accountant. Yeah. You're like, Jimmy, you did coconut balls, didn't you? I know you did. I just saw you place them on Chid's desk. Okay. There's that. Then there's, so here's the thing. You're right. The teacher that wakes up and is like, oh my God, today's the cookie exchange and they hit Costco. So I love and hate that person as well. Let me tell you why. I love them because there's always the person who says they're going to participate and they don't. So guess what? There's always Julie's box is full of cookies, but nobody else has cookies from Julie because she was too busy or she it was too stressed out she forgot whatever so julie, julie could have hit the costco julie could have hit the she costco didn't. so True, she okay. might come in hot and say listen i messed up but i'm still going to take I'm so sorry or it's she that, hides she hides yeah. in her classroom because yeah. she knows we're going to come at her yeah then there's so i love the costco person and i don't love them i love them because they stepped up they said they were yep. going to participate they did but i'm also bothered because I'm like, I spent, it's not the money, dude. For me, it's the time. It takes time to bake cookies. And I just spent my time baking these cookies for you. And all you did was pull into Costco. And sure, you spent the cash. It's going to yeah. cost you money. Time for me is the killer. Now, Irma's jumped in. Irma is, uh, she works with me. She's our <laughs> NTIP consultant. Character development via the cookie exchange. Well, Irma, Irma, listen, you walk into... I don't want to say on air the schools I've worked at, but if you, I'll tell you privately, you walk into any of the schools I've worked at and there are still people there that when I was there and you say, Chidiac cookie exchange, and they will lose their mind. They will either be very proud of me or they'll have a lot of negative things to say. Irma also says the Costco clamshell cow person knows their strength. <laughs> you know enough. what though? But I, here's the thing. I think that the, um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, Ramona Elbow Cuff. I think there's um I think that that clamshell cow person also the overconfident cookie baker. See, okay, it's yeah, and the cookies are like sand. We That's won't right okay, on we have, Irma. The but I think there's another person baker, but the cookies are sandpaper. Yeah, the broken promises person. That's broken they're, promises. They're, yeah, broken promises person is is like broken promises, broken heart. Like it's kind of like that. That's the person because they are the ones that really need to have clamshell cowboy on speed dial because they're the ones that are going to sneak in and put something in 
And they're the ones that will actually replate. They're the replater. They're the ones that will get the stuff from Costco. They've made the promise that they're going to bring in something wonderful. And they're on the phone with the clamshell cowboy because they know that they're near a Costco. Like, yo, can you pick me up um, some of those coconut balls? No, joking. Not the coconut balls. But can you pick me up those? And then the person's like, well, I'm, I'm, I, they're like negotiating. And, and it's really important in this exchange that the broken heart, broken promises person doesn't have the same cookies as the clamshell cowboy. And the broken heart, broken promises person might just kind of sneak out because they're going to take those cookies and drop it like on a cafeteria tray or wrap it in some sort of aluminum foil that they find in the back of the staff room. And then it looks like broken heart, broken promises did a wonderful job until I'm rolling up and I'm like, yo, these are from Costco. I'm like, where's the clamshell cowboy? Like, what's going on? Did you do two this year? So I love it. I, you are 100% right. The way that they fake it, the way that they, they dumb it down, like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, give me, I, I need, uh, or the wax paper that's kind of curled up and, and sealed. And you're like, this is a, <laughs> this is a Costco cookie. Why'd mm -hmm. you waste all your time putting it into the wax paper? I know. Mm -hmm. Ramona tells Irma, the sandpaper cookies are the ones that go to the kids. Ramona's not eating those. Now, I'd like to throw a twist in. Oh, Ramona says that uh, cookie conspiracy between broken heart, broken promises, and clamshell cowboy. Question. I'm just saying, I don't know necessarily conspiracy. I'm actually giving them some proactive social dynamic tutelage here. Or I think uh, uh, Irma was mentioning, what did she mention in the quote? Something about, uh, it wasn't social politicking. It was it was oh, something about um, uh, professional learning, character development. Yeah, I'm just saying that um, like broken heart, broken promises better have clamshell cow person on their speed dial and that'll become a dependence every year because then there it's like i'm text if you know if i'm the broken heart you know broken hearts broken promises person i'm like i know that the next year around i can depend on clamshell cowboy and the problem there will be if more than one person knows that clamshell cowboy is willing to go to costco because then they're getting like three texts the morning of like, yo, can you pick me up some lemon squares? Yo, can you get lemon me some squares. Nanaimo bars? Oh, those are always there. there. Those yeah. are always at the cookie exchanges. And uh, then there's the person that doesn't ask questions because they don't want to follow the rules. They don't want to know. They're just like, I'm making squares. I don't care who cares. I'm the evergreen. Squares. That's the evergreen. Why, why are they called the evergreen? Because they think that their one cookie is going to rule the rule them all. And they can just keep doing the same one every year. And then you become the person like, oh, yeah, Chids is bringing the oatmeal cookies. Yay. Can, the okay, evergreen. I, I need to step off just for a second because I had the reputation back in the day. Every every party, I would bring the um, I would bring I the coffee this. cake, <laughs> and then and then and then yeah, sure the end then the if then this is the flow chart of Chids bringing desserts to a social function. And then people would see the coffee cake and be like Chidiac, and they would never crack it open. So then at the end of the night, they're like, "Take this home," and I'm like, "Okay, right on." Chids loves coffee cake. I want to say there's also the takeout monarchy. The you know take who the take. Yeah, take out monarchy. You know who they are in these these things? They're the individuals that just happen to come past the staff room oh. when the event's going on. They didn't contribute. This is the this is the this is like the the most amazing thing. They didn't contribute. They didn't really talk about it. They showed no interest in participating, and they walk into the staff room and somehow somehow cookies end up in their mouths somehow. But 
the, the sort of like the sub the sub uh, psychology to this is that people actually give them cookies. So there are some people in the school that they don't have to do a thing when it comes to these events. Somehow someone will give them something. They never contribute. They never say they actually want it. They never actually even acknowledge that the event is happening. But the takeout monarchy, they get they get it. They get they get their tithe. They get their cookie tithe somehow. Well, there's also the um, the the poopooer, the person oh. that says, "How dare you all do this? We're not doing this. This is not what we're here for." They end up having cookie in their mouth too. That poopoo that edu, poopoo edu, cookie guys <laughs> and gals, they do that too. Um, um. So I, now I'm wondering, Irma, why we're not doing a board office, a CEC cookie exchange? Well, dude, 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 wait. Like, dude, I'm going to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with an SO. But we'd like, see, we already answered this. Do you think anyone wants to step into this level of brouhaha? Donnie Brooks going to break out. Kerfuffles and Donnie Brooks, which actually would be a great, that's actually the name, brouhaha Donnie Brook kerfuffle is our sort of like it, it's our it's our layered our layered um sort of level up of the uh, administrative assistant training that we're offering yeah so eventually we won't even have to do the, our own podcast here because our administrative assistants how hilarious would that be you oh, one day your son my son or something your kid my kid they just take over one day and do the podcast for us <laughs> You know what? That would be pretty epic. I don't think, I don't think my wife would want my son's face on the internet. Oh no! But it would be so cool. That would be awesome. Son and my son ended we, up. We can test drive our curriculum on them. So it's the it's the brouhaha. That's the intro. That's the entry level. Donnie Brook is like the level two because that's where you're really digging in. You know, maybe you know we're getting into it. Administrative assistant, and then kerfuffle. It's just that you agree to disagree. You're going to end up in that sort of zone of dissonance at the end. Yeah, I like. So that's our. Um, we got to do that uh, BDK training. BDK yep. for the administrative assistants. That's how. Just circle back to you know when I was asking Che and Pav. You know, I think one of the one of the cool things about hitting 100 uh, episodes is that now. You can you can afford to pay an administrative assistant just to run the social media stuff. So, oh, dude, I just you know, can I just mention a quick thing? Mm -hmm. I just got a blast from a blast from the past. Someone I worked with, this dude Dave, um, and he and I used to talk about food all the time. And he just <laughs> responded on Twitter, um, and he's sort of giving us a recommendation next. Uh, cause he saw our list from our food crawl and I put that thing on their taste of the Island. And I know Dave's probably not, he's not listening to the pod, but, right. um, but he saw the tweet, he saw the tweet and he's actually making a recommendation of a place on young street. I'll have to source it out called Anil's, but uh, I'll circle back. I'll let him know that the place actually was called taste. It, that was the name of the restaurant called taste. It is the name of the restaurant taste of the Island for jerk pork, roadie and coleslaw. So. That's just kind of cool. It popped up on the feed on the side. But just, I want to end on that. Yeah, Che and Pav, um, happy 100. You can, yeah, you can, we can, we can, you're you're welcome to test drive our curriculum for your administrative assistant that will run your social media and all that stuff. Um, I, I think I was going to say something of significance. Now it's gone. Um, well, you, you, I, when I cut you, you were, you were, you were talking about going to board level cookie 
cookie thing. And I said, like, do you think anyone at the board wants to step into this political? uh, This is like political mayhem of a cookie exchange. Upper leadership might not actually be aware of this dissonance. They might not. They're thinking that these cookie exchanges, these cookie exchanges are just all, you know, happiness and flowers. But there's a real, there's something that needs to be addressed. I think so. I just remembered what I wanted to say. Wouldn't it be epic? Because I know you, myself, Ramona, we've got a leadership podcast. And I know Irma's in a position of responsibility in our board. Wouldn't it be epic if we used the cookie exchange experience as one of our portfolio um, artifacts and connected it to the leadership framework and brought it up in an interview, I think that would be next level uh, leadership. But anyway, Irma says someone needs to be Woody and spark the conversation. Irma, I don't understand the reference. So I'm thinking for Toy Story, but I'm, that's my only, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know either, but um sure Irma, connect the it. connect the dots. Yeah, connect the dots for us. Um, so I aren't you glad that we talked about cookie exchanges? I am now so hyper vigilant to make sure I get photos of the cookies that come my way mm-hmm. via my <laughs> wife. And I have a feeling cookie doxing. You're gonna be cookie doxing. You're like, this person made this cookie. No, no, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, okay. I'm just gonna show you the loot. I'm, okay, I'm okay. not gonna no 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 no. <laughs> I, I I I like the people my wife works with and they like her so we don't need to cause any difficulty but um I would love to actually be there for the cookie exchange but I it's not legit I don't have work there so I won't be there but um oh and none of her people listen to this pod well nobody listens to this podcast so I think we're okay we got but, a few you know, this morning we got it that was that was yeah, okay but they were doing us a solid you know and we don't even we don't need them to be here but it's nice to have them here right like i enjoy six half dozen i mean okay so sorry i'm just tweeting out um I, i'm tweeting out to educators about cookie exchange christmas cookie exchanges i want to know i want to mm-hmm. hear from people i want to hear so, yeah so so i think we we like again Trevor Mack, reach out to us. We are actioning. We are, we are, uh, what what are we saying? We are, um, I just got to go back because I still haven't firmed up the actual acronym. So you want Trevor, the inquiry expert in, at EDU to jump in and to help us with. Of, of course. I mean, that's, this is, this is real, dude. This is, this is beyond real. Um, and it's really that, what was the acronym? Plarping? Plarp, plarp, plarping. What was the hashtag that was brought to mind? Oh, I've already lost. Ramona's going to abandon trimming the tree and start baking. That's a good idea. You've Ramona. lit her up. You've lit her up. You've lit Ramona. her up better than the tree. You've lit her up like a tree, chids. In a world of messed up cookie exchanges, Ed Code Ed storms and makes the rules. Ed do, Code do Ed. Do not, do not unbrand us. We are not Ed. Who's Ed Code Ed? Who's Ed Coded? Ramona, are you serious right now? <laughs> what just happened? What's going on here? The universe, the whole everything, that's it. We're done. Ed coded. Ed coded. It's okay. Uh, I got to get rid of that one there. That's gone. Sorry, Ramona. Turkeys we've lit her up. Oh, my God. 
turkeys and bourbon on a Sunday, Saturday morning. <laughs> now we're now we're just starting rumors. I, yeah, and I'm not. I, yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not looking oh, to start anything. Thank there you. Go. Decoded. I'm multitasking at five <clears throat> fingers. Okay. Okay. Apology accept. Wasn't a really good apology, but apology accepted. Like she didn't even apologize. She, didn't. she just <laughs> said, "This is this is this is what happens between podcasters, right?" The because that's some. It, there's a tripwire there, and they're like, I don't. Yeah, I. We're good, Ramona. We're good. The loyal okay. Woody would do anything for his friends, yeah. aka the cookie exchange, include the design thinking process, the plan, innovation, even as even of even the disaster. Yeah, the clam shopper. Clam shopper. The loyal Woody. I love it. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, well, so Trevor Mack. Trevor Mack getting into this as well. And like I said, I'll come back. Um no, he listens. Somebody will. Ramona, Somebody you will. still have Oh, never mind. Thank, Thank you, Ramona. Ramona. She's profoundly sorry. Profoundly. Ed, code Ed. I guess now that becomes some kind of joke for us. I don't know. I don't know. Ed, code Ed. I just say, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't flow off the tongue. Um, but she's profoundly sorry. That's okay. It won't damage her brand. Everybody loves, I wish I knew how to do EDU. Oh, wait, that's I not, e I wish, wait, what's the, what's I wish the name I, for? I wish you something about EDU. I, I wish, I wish you a good EDU. What is it? I wish you a what? merry EDU. I don't remember the name of her podcast. I don't either. She's got to work on that. The branding's off Ramona. For this is sake. called pod zinging. Pod zinging. <laughs> pod zing. But I do. So sorry. I'd still seriously curious. Champ have, um, are we going I, back to chain? Well, I just, because there was the question after all this cookie. Okay. Sorry. Go. This is the 100. This is the way um, it is the obstacle. So um, yeah, it's a silent D. That's what <laughs> they are. They are. Sorry. Yeah. Just be, be real for a second about uh, chain path. Oh, be real. Yeah. So part of it is, you know, posting out, this is the problem with my brain, but I like it. So posting out that 100, the 100 episode is significant. I learned about backstory about the 100, you know, as it, it being a mathematical sort of anchor in elementary programming. No one cares about the 100 in secondary. So obviously we learned everything we needed to know about 100 in elementary, obviously. But uh, yeah, just curious about the thinking of the overall arc, the overall arc of having 100 episodes um, posted out. And you know why is that significant? Why is that why is that really significant as a, as a turning point? So the backstory to the one hundred, or which is it could just be a thing thing we do. It's a multiple of ten. Two groups I gotta, of fifty. Yeah, I got to tell five you, groups of twenty five groups of four. I mean, there's lots of ways to do it. I'm proud that my brain went straight to curriculum. Okay, mm -hmm. I got to say that I'm proud. I'm not proud of the cookie exchange shame that I'm bringing upon this podcast, but fire cookie fire. There are some things I just can't deal with. And that's one of them. The other thing that I want to drop, and maybe I shouldn't because I know we, we should probably step off now mm -hmm. is um, treat day. And when people are people who sign up for treat day, so this used to be a thing a hundred years ago before COVID, um, the schools I worked at would pick a day of the week and designate it treat day. And then it was a voluntary activity where people would put their name on a list and went, usually it's on a Friday or then it became a Thursday at one school because we had so many leftovers 
we couldn't let them sit over the weekend. So we do it on Thursday, then eat the good stuff on the Friday. Anyway, people who sign up for treat day and shirk their responsibility. Like if you got 30 people on staff and there's only three people signed up for treat day and you bring a dozen donuts, what you then have is a fist fight in the staff room because people are Except the takeout monarchy. Except the takeout monarchy <laughs> because they know someone's going to bring a donut to them. A donut will end up in their mouth somehow. So maybe next episode we can talk about treat day and shirking your responsibility. My favorite, and I got to be careful here, my because this this person I worked with is now in a position of responsibility. But I worked with this individual, and unfortunately, on this, so what happens is sometimes you just get screwed. Like nobody, one or two people sign up for a day. And there's like 20 people on staff. So the two of you have to make it happen so that these 20 people, there's food for them. This one person brought just one dozen donuts for 20 people. Did they cut them in fours? They didn't touch them. So first recess comes. Just leave a knife in the box. And people are diving in the room mm. to see what it is. It's a dozen donuts. So then it's like, it's, it's friggin' Survivor. Like, cutthroat, you thought you had a friend. There's always the, I have recess duty. Can you please make sure you get me some treats before they're all gone? Mm. So not only are you trying to get a donut for yourself, but you're trying to grab an entire donut for a human that's not even in the room. And it's, I'll never forget. I literally stood there. I didn't even go for them. I stood there. I looked around. I'm like, this is a joke. This has got to be a joke. It wasn't a joke. First recess bell ends. The recess ends. The box is empty. There's like a couple of sprinkles left. People come in from their planning time. For their planning time, they're like, where's the treats? Oh, they're gone. What do you mean they're gone? We just got here. And then it's like wild, wild west. Yeah, exactly. I wish I brought a better cookie. (laughs) Ramona's cookie official um, podcast is called I Wish I Brought a Better Cookied. Cookie Ed. Cookie Ed, I think it's pronounced. Oh, sorry. I feel treat like Ed, Treat, treat day. day needs its own episode. Yeah, I agree with you, Ramona. It brought to mind actually one more type of person that participates probably in Treat Day, Snack Day, cookie exchanges, maybe staff luncheons as well. It's the yard sailor. And the yard sailor is the person that just grabs stuff out of their own cupboard, slaps it on it. But what's essential, here's the essential part of the yard sailor. So is that they're using a fancy plate. Like they're the ones that actually bring an over overly ornate plate from home. And all they've done is grab a couple of chips ahoy, you know, three or four broken Oreos, a couple of dad's oatmeal cookies. And, and part of it, there's some, there's some hate on the plate. Because there's crumbs on it. So you know they're just dumping old things in a hurry onto the plate. It's not really arranged, but it is a fancy plate. Yeah, the yard sailor. Yeah. And you and you <laughs> that's that's spelt just because I'm ridiculous. S-A-I-L-O-R. Right? Oh yeah, the yard the sailor. Yard sailor. The yard sailor, yeah. yeah. Um, it's I don't know, Ramona, you might have memories of this one because I think you've done a position of responsibility, or you might be doing a position of responsibility now. Back at our heads meetings back in the day, uh 
when I was still a, a head, there was an expectation that each department provide snacks for hate on the plate. There's our episode name, hate on the plate. Um, <laughs> there was an expectation. We're going into the we're going into the the third half hour here. This is fantastic. We didn't have a commercial break. Um, sponsored by Hate on the Plate. The um the 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 department heads were responsible for bringing snacks, and this is what crushed me every single time. You weren't given cash up front to do it, so you had to pay for it yourself. Again, my experience, you had to pay for it yourself, and then remit invoices and there was this weird like there was no rule that it wasn't a um it what there was no law but there was a rule right no law but there was a rule and everyone followed the rules each so so two departments would kind of be responsible for figuring out what kind of snacks were coming to the heads meeting so in a high school i wish i could do the number quick like you probably have um with admin maybe a consultant shows up uh, you like you got less than 20 people. You probably have 20 or less with department heads and other significant leadership at a heads meeting. So you knew you're on the hook for providing something. Sometimes it was great. Sometimes it wasn't so great. Um, the thing is you were reimbursed. So you knew that, you know, they kind of set there was a number amount limit, like don't spend any more than 25 bucks or 30 bucks. Um, and you'd be reimbursed, but they had to wait for your money. And that always killed me. It always killed me that, I wasn't handed the cash to do it and then I could hand back the change. So yeah, that used to be a thing. I don't know, Ramona, if your school's ever operated that way. And then it stopped. The heads were just like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not, I'm not going shopping for snacks. If we want this, figure it out in-house, let the cafeteria put it together. I was in a sweet spot for a little while when I was running the hospitality class because yeah, the dad's oatmeal cookies. Ramona, remember when dad's, or maybe you remember this, Chiz, dad's used to do a chocolate chip cookie. Yes. Delicious. They were amazing. They were yeah. a very light, good, good. They still uh, do them. I've, I haven't have been able to find them. Oh. I, have, I find lots of oatmeal, but I have not seen the dad's chocolate chip cookies in a while. Okay. Um, they also but, make chocolate chip um, oatmeal. Yeah, see, I don't want that. I want the original oh. chocolate chip. Yeah. And I haven't seen, and remember the chocolate chip had the cross, like there was that little, whatever reason, there was like a plus sign in the middle of it. Very mathematical. I would like to have a hundred of those dad's chocolate chip cookies again. So um, I was in the sweet spot for a while where uh, because I was running the hospitality program, Ooh. I would, I was, uh, the money that would be spent, they would come out of school funds and go directly to my programming and then the kids. So I would, I put together a catering menu, which was kind of cool. So it'd be like fruit platter. We, I could, I, we did muffins. Um, you know, we'd get the juice boxes and it was just good. It was, that was a good way to do that. And then, you know, heads meeting the, the heads that were responsible for the next one would put the order in a couple weeks in advance and then we would set it up. So we got to do the whole catering thing when they were in school. That was cool. Okay, so now yeah. if I find these dad's chocolate chip cookies, I think I'm going to mail them to me, bro. Mail them to you. Yeah, do it. You and Ramona and whatever her podcast is called. What did you draw today, Clough? It's a hand op going to grab a doorknob that has nothing to do with cookie exchange. Help me. I know. I was hoping you would have drawn some beautiful cookie. I could put a cookie on the other side of the door. What kind of jerk am I, eh? That you take your time to draw, and I'm now I'm critiquing. No, it's okay. It's feedback, dude. Are you always this stoic? I'm being a jerk. 
You got to tell me where to go. Um, nope. <laughs> okay. Um, so next episode, mm-hmm. we talk about treat day. Mm-hmm. And my final words today are going to be this. The other day, I was at one of our local high schools. And I was talking to a teacher. And as we were we were walking and talking, we were under the gun. Time was running out. Lunch was coming to an end. We're walking and talking. He goes, come with me. I got to grab my lunch. We go to the hospitality classroom. It's really cool. We come into this classroom and the front end is the classroom and the back end is the kitchen. And he goes back into the kitchen to grab his drink or whatever, his protein shake. And then he's like, let's go. We got to go. But what caught my eye was this beautiful poster of, of basically how you, of a butchered cow and all the different parts of the cow, all the different cuts and meats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing there staring at this thing. And he goes, what are you doing? We have to go. And I'm like, dude, this is like every Lebanese man's dream to see that, like, it was just a thing of beauty to me. Anyway, that's how I'm going to end this this episode, which I believe the title is going to be called 172 Cookies. That's it. I thought it was hate on the plate, but. No, no, no. You thought wrong. It's a great right. title, but I'm sticking with. We don't want to do par, par plata. <laughs> back that was that um i don't remember what it stood for but it was the real time podcast active it's not good it's not good i'm gonna write down hate on the plate here and i'll see what happens when i publish this because you know ramona that's not gonna happen for weeks right Mm -hmm. um oh i keep I, I don't know what my problem is. I got lots. Okay, this was season five, episode 10. Clough, do you want to say anything before we shut it down? Nope. All right. Have a good one.